My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast, episode 151, a gentle and restorative class to rest, recharge, and reset. So you'll want a bunch of props for this. If you have them, bolster, blanket, two blocks, a sandbag, and a strap. If you don't have those, instead you can use a pillow, a throw blanket, two books, and something heavy like a blanket, or maybe uh, something like a weighted blanket. And instead of a strap, you might use a belt or a towel. And if you don't have any of that stuff, just check out another class and come back to this one when you do have the props. Uh, but this is a great, very gentle, nourishing kind of practice. And it's brought to you today by the new Vedic Astrology membership that I've created over at quietmindastrology.com. You can sign up right now at the founding members discount. So this is a brand new, completely separate program and offering where you can connect to community. You can learn weekly lessons and insights about Vedic astrology, such as what does the sun in Aries mean, sun in Taurus. I'm gonna go through every planet, through every sign and every house over the many months and years ahead. And it's gonna be very thorough and in-depth. And I'm gonna show you actual examples and case studies of people who have Sun in Aries and what it shows up like for them and how it might show up for you if you have these placements or you know people in your life who have these placements, as well as what they mean by transit. So right now, as I'm recording this, the Sun just moved into Sagittarius, so that affects everybody. And how does it affect you and how might that show up in a transit? And I'll show you case studies throughout history. It's very powerful, it's amazing stuff. And I, as I got into yoga many years ago, I had also been interested in astrology, but I only knew Western astrology. And the more I got into Vedic astrology through my mentor and teacher, I realized that it just felt way more in alignment and in harmony and helped me understand myself, my choices, my limits, my weaknesses, and my strengths better than anything else I'd found before. And of course, my first reading with my teacher just was mind-blowing, and I reviewed it many times over the years ahead. And it helped me immensely. It was ridiculous. The, the amount of money I paid for that is like years of therapy. Uh, you know, it saved me years and years of therapy and costs and, and just confusion and struggling to find myself and my purpose. So it helped me immensely. And that's why I give back and share it in the Quiet Mind Astrology podcast every week. That's my other podcast. You can listen to where you find this one with weekly horoscopes. But I wanted to give something to go more in-depth and give sign-by-sign sign horoscopes and help you understand all the possible placements in astrology. So it's really cool stuff, really fun, and I'm going to create an amazing new community resource there. It actually is going to be where all of my community stuff is going to be going over the weeks ahead. So you'll be able to connect in one place to if you're in the astrology membership, if you're in the yoga membership, if you have other courses that I offer It'll all be connected there without all the distractions and noise of typical social media. And there's all, already some amazing, awesome people signed up. It's a really cool community that's already coming together. People I know who love astrology and want, are hungry to study this stuff and share it with others. So it's already a really cool community and you can get the founding members discount right now at quietmindastrology.com while that's available for a limited time. So today's class is going with the energy of where we're at in the Northern Hemisphere here, the darkest time of year. It's almost the winter solstice. Everything is a little colder and darker wherever you are in the Northern Hemisphere. And we're going to the longest night of the year in the winter solstice. So the yin energy is very dominant. 
And if we try to fight that and be more yang, we may be more susceptible to getting sick or burned out or exhausted. So nature is encouraging us to hibernate a little bit. I live in Austin, Texas, where it's still sunny and not too cold. I'm from Minnesota, where it got extremely cold. So I get that. Uh, and there's that sort of tendency to want to be indoors. But we still never really stop. Like animals in nature actually hibernate and they gather resources and they just tuck away for a while. But with all of our devices and technology now and working from home for most people, it's just nonstop. Like we can just kind of live the same lifestyle, eat the same food out of season all year round and kind of do the same stuff all year round without a break. So at least for an hour, we can give ourselves that break in a yoga class, at least for a few poses, a few minutes, 30, 60 minutes of mindful breathing. I know most of you, from what I can tell by what I can see on my end, it seems like most of you finish all the classes. So that's pretty cool. And uh, of course, with these kind of styles of classes, if you fall asleep, that's okay. If you need to stop halfway and get up, and that's okay too. But I encourage you to give yourself this time to rest and recharge. We all need that in our lives. It's so important. It's been essential to me. And I'm grateful to get to share that and give it back to you. I can't tell you how many times I went to one of my teacher's classes, like a restorative class, and felt like I'm fine. Like I got plenty of energy. I don't really need the restorative class. You know, it'd be nice, but I, you know, it's not a big deal if I miss it. And then I go to the class and I'm just knocked out, right? He, that's particularly this class uh, that I would go to regularly. He would only teach three poses and play singing bowls the whole time. So I'd be well knocked out within the first 10 minutes and just wake up at the end. This happened to me many times where I thought I was wide awake and full of energy and then I just crashed and I needed that recharge. And I just can't imagine how many more times I would have gotten sick or burned out or overwhelmed if I didn't have that reset, right? Obviously my body needed it because that's what happened. But if I didn't give it that space, I can only imagine how many more times I would have had so many more issues. So I hope you enjoy this practice today, this opportunity and invitation to rest, recharge, and reset here in the fall winter season. And of course, if you're in the Southern hemisphere, it's good to balance it out. And really it's always good to find balance because if you just do restorative yoga all day, every day, that's too far to the yin direction, right? We need both yin and yang, both stira and sukha. And if we go too far in either direction, we become out of balance. So that's why I offer the wide variety of classes. If you feel like you need something more energizing today, go check out the vinyasa classes or the hatha classes. But if you want that rest and recharge today, this is the class for you. And I'm grateful you're here. And please reach out if you have any questions or feedback at jeremy.quietmind on Instagram. Or check out my website. You can sign up for any of my free offers, get my weekly newsletter and updates and exclusive offers at quietmind.yoga. Thanks for listening and enjoy your practice. Well, let's uh, let's start with our props. So we'll take the uh, bolster to the back of the mat, the length of the mat, and then your blocks over to the sides. And start there. Just move your uh, tail, the back of your lower back, up to that bolster. So you're kind of pressed up against it. And you'll lay back onto that. And you might need to adjust to kind of find where it feels right for you. And your blanket might be a good pillow under the neck so your spine's more neutral. A little bit of a spinal extension, but 
not too much of a lift in the chin. And then feet together, knees apart onto the blocks. So we're in Supta Baddha Konasana, supported version of this. Supine bound angle pose. <clears throat> and arms can just relax open out to the sides. And you can use your sandbag on the hips, or the lower waist if you want. There's a little grounding there. And we'll just hold and breathe here for a while. Transitioning into this time to practice and letting your breath slow down. Scan your body. If there's any obvious areas of tension that can relax here from the top of the head to the shoulders, down to the waist, to the feet. Let your breathing go all the way down to the lower belly. Not forcing it, but just a little bit more emphasis of breathing into the lower belly. So when you inhale, you feel an expansion in the lower belly. When you exhale, the lower belly gently draws in. One of the practices of yoga is pratyahara, which means sense withdrawal. So it's just kind of uh, reset. So we let the eyes close. We turn down the stimuli from the external world. We lower the lights. We just have this time to really be uh, focusing on the interoception, awareness of what's happening inside the body. to take our mind off of the past or future and bring the mind into noticing sensations of the present moment, the breathing, and the belly movements. And when we become more still, we hear that still quiet voice within what's called the Atman in yoga philosophy or the true self. Part of you that doesn't have doubt or worry or fear is sort of a steady groundedness to it. It's okay to feel all those things. That's all very, very much part of the human experience. But if we get lost in it, it becomes overwhelming. It 
it drains us. But if we just take this time, like today, we will today, just going within, uh, we can return to that sort of sense of contentment, inner peace, fulfillment, happiness, uh, just inner knowing. There's no doubt, no fear. We just know uh, what needs to happen, who we are, where we're going. And ultimately, just have a connection to ourselves and connect to that same part in others. Stay here another minute or two in silence and stillness, just noticing the breath. If the mind wanders, just gently coming back to noticing sensations of the present moment.
Now we'll slowly start to transition here, starting to move the fingers and toes, and make your way back up to sitting. It's no rush, just take your time, just come back up to sitting. <clears throat> And we'll come into a twist here with the bolster. So just moving slow, just bringing attention more inward today and being real gentle with the body. So you have your uh, your left hip up to the uh, side of the bolster where your tail just was. And we'll come into a twist. So you turn your center of your chest towards the bolster, towards the ground. And you might have your hands like framing the bolster down to the hands or elbows or like hands under the head, or like hugging the bolster with arms under the bolster. Right, so any variation of this is fine. And you can turn your head to the left or the right, whatever feels better on the neck. And you can adjust the legs and any other variation of that. You can have the knee stacked or the right leg back into the left foot. All right, so there's no right or wrong way to do this, just that you feel a little rotation in the spine and the connection to the bolster and sense of sort of sinking down, the weight of gravity pulling you down. It's okay if you feel a little sleepy today's practice, that's okay. It's, uh, you know, if that's what your body needs, then that's, that's great. If you ever have trouble sleeping or hard time going to sleep, this is a pose that I've used in the past to help with that. It can be really helpful to help you fall asleep if you need to. If you feel any discomfort or need to adjust at any time, you definitely can. But otherwise, we'll stay here about another minute or so on this side. slowly come over to the other side same thing take your time to get there
And then we'll start to come back up to sitting. <clears throat> and then now we'll find a comfortable seated posture. And you could have, <clears throat> excuse me, your, blo- your blanket under your hips if you want. Or just sitting on the mat. But sometimes having a little bit of cushion under the tail uh, can feel good on the spine and the low back. And the legs can be crossed or one ankle over the other. So we're going to focus on the side body a little bit. So we've kind of done all the movements of the spine after we've done this. So we'll walk the right arm out to the right. And you might have a block there under the hand or a block under the elbow. And reach your left arm long into a side bend. And you can add a little rotation down towards the ground with this if you want, or up towards the ceiling. It might feel good to move your arm, your shoulder around. If there's any tight spots, you just kind of work around those. Again, any variation of this will hold a little bit longer. Not as long as the last poses, but it's getting into the side body here. If it helps, you can put your hand behind the head and lift through the elbow. Sometimes that feels better. And just notice if there's any effort in the neck that could release towards the ground, letting gravity sort of unwind tension out of the neck. And slowly release and come back up to sitting. Over to the other side. Again, you could use your block here under the hand or the elbow. And reach through the right fingertips, right arm. And you can make circles and movements here. Any variation, you could add a little rotation in the spine or just stay straight to the side. You could put the hand behind the head if you want. And let gravity sort of pull the head down to release tension in the neck. And we'll come back up to sitting, hands on the legs, or hands on the thighs or knees. It's move the spine around any way that feels good, forward, back, side to side, all the way from the tail up to the neck. You can hold still in spots or just keep moving around. Make your way to a neutral spine for like a sort of cow pose, lifting the heart, extending the spine, a little bit of arch in the back, in the low back, and then reverse all that, rounding the back. Hold there for a moment. Shoulder blades are protracting, moving apart, chin towards the chest. And then heart forward and up, shoulder blades retract, extending the spine, lifting all the way through the top of the head. And then reverse that back to sort of like a cat pose, chin towards the chest, back rounding. And then back to the center. 
Just let everything uh, basically below the shoulders relax and we'll just lift the shoulders up towards the ears and then roll the shoulders down the back. A couple of times, forward and up. And then back and up, making circles in the shoulders. And then we'll lift the shoulders and hold that tension, shrugging the shoulders up towards the ears, tensing up, holding that, and then just let it go, melt the shoulders down away from the ears. And just move the, the nose in a circle, like you're drawing the letter O with your nose in one direction. If there's like clicks or tight spots in the neck, just make it a little smaller. Don't push into those. We don't need to force anything here with the neck. Go the other direction if you haven't already. Just drawing this big letter O with the nose. And back to center. Lengthen through the spine, shoulders down the back. And we'll come off of the uh, seat. So if you're sitting on the blanket, come off of that. And we'll move over to hands and knees with the blanket under the knees. And start to make any movements that feel good here, moving all around in the spine, the shoulders. And then back to the center, again to move the spine like cat-cow. As you inhale, extending the spine to cow pose, lifting the heart. As you exhale, rounding the back to cat pose, chin and pelvis tuck in. Moving a few times with your breath, inhaling to cow, exhaling to cat. Slow, relaxed movements. Doesn't matter how big or fast it is, just that you feel this connection of the breath and body. Then we'll come back to a neutral spine and bring the hands wider apart onto the wood floor and move left to right into the shoulders. So one arm like internally rotates down. So you go side to side. So a little internal rotation. We don't want to do too much of that, but a little bit here can feel therapeutic on the shoulders. And we'll come back to the center. So you reach the arms forward, keep the hips over the knees, and let the forehead sink down towards the ground. Into Anahatasana, the heart chakra pose, the hips stay over the knees, the chest sinks down, and maybe the forehead touches the ground. So a little bit the shoulder blades move towards each other. A little retraction of the shoulder blades. We'll hold and breathe here a little bit, a little bit more. And then we'll come into a twist. So your left arm reaches underneath, left shoulder down towards the ground. 
And your right arm could be extended, or you could bend the right elbow, press into the hand. Breathe into the upper back. So your inhales expand under the left shoulder blade. Your exhales start to relax tension under the left shoulder blade. Slowly release back to center to the other side, same thing. Right arm reaches through. Left arm can extend or press. Any variation of this can reach through the right fingers. Wherever you're at, breathe into the right shoulder blade. And we'll come back to center. And we'll shift our focus to the legs. So here you have your from hands and knees, bring your right knee forward towards the right wrist and sit down onto your right hip. So you lower right hip down, and back knee bends in. You can move your blanket here, so you're just on the mat. And this version of pigeon, so your right leg comes to 90 degrees or in that direction. So your right thigh is parallel to the right edge of your mat and your right shin parallel to the front edge of your mat. So lower down to the elbows or the hands. And here, you can have your hands or elbows on blocks or on the blankets or a bolster. And if this feels a little uncomfortable, you could bring your back knee in a little bit closer Wherever you're at, we'll hold and breathe here. So we're going to work our way all around the legs and the hips, starting here with the outer hips. We'll, we'll just stay here about another minute or so. Relaxed, breathing down to the lower belly.
Now we'll start to come back up and over to the other side, the same thing. Uh, left leg forward, left knee towards left wrist, and down, sitting down onto your left outer hip. So your left leg is parallel, your thigh is parallel to the side of the mat and your shin is parallel to the front edge of the mat. And then fold over the legs, down to the elbows or hands or props. And we'll start to come back up, back up to transition down to your back and have your strap nearby. So just lay um, flat on the back and have the strap ready to go. And we'll bring the right leg in to bring the strap to the arch of the right foot. So the right leg is straight up towards the ceiling in that direction. It doesn't have to be fully vertical, but in that direction. Shoulders and neck stay relaxed. So we're extending the hamstrings by straightening the leg. And we'll hold and breathe there.
So keep everything the same. Keep the leg vertical, but internally rotate the leg so your toes turn in towards the center of your body. And you'll feel a slightly different stretch on the back of the leg. So we're stretching the outer hamstring. And then everything stays the same. We just externally rotate the right leg. So toes turn out from the center and you stretch the inner hamstring. And then back to center position again, neutral leg, and bring the strap into your right hand and open your right leg out to the right, any amount towards the ground. You can bend your left knee, have the foot on the floor, it makes this a little easier. Left leg straight's a little more challenging. And if your left hip starts to pull off the ground, you've gone too far, you don't want to have that sensation of being tugged up off the left hip. So just go as far as you can to stay close to the ground and feel this opening through the inner right leg, the adductors. back up to center and left leg straightens out this time strap into the left hand and move the leg across the midline any amount to your left straight right leg across the body and again you might just stop a little bit or you go all the way towards the floor you kind of feel this out so you're lengthening through your it band outer right hip And slowly come back up to center and just let the right leg down and notice left and right before we switch sides. Just notice how you feel here. Maybe the leg feels a little longer, lower to the ground. And we'll go to the other side. Strap onto the left foot. 
the arch of the foot. And left leg vertical, right knee can bend, making this a little easier, or right leg straight, a little more challenging. Shoulders and neck stay relaxed. Now keep everything the same, just internally rotate the left leg so toes turn in towards the body. And externally rotate the leg, toes turn out. Back to center, strap into the left hand and leg opens out to the left. Again, right hip stays close to the ground. So only go as far as you can maintain that sort of connection to the ground with the right hip. And come back up to center, right leg extends, strap to the right hand as you move the leg across the midline. Any amount, it could be just a little bit and you feel a good stretch there or you keep going all the way towards the ground, towards a twist if that feels better.
And then back up to center. To just lower the leg down and notice left and right again, maybe left leg feels a little longer, lower to the ground. Just pausing there to feel the effects of the postures. Now bend the knees, feet on the floor. So feet are about hips width apart. Fingertips can touch the heels. And we'll, we're going to stretch into the quadriceps, the front of the thigh. So bring your left foot to your right hand. Left foot goes under the right leg to the right hand. Yep. And then the left knee lowers towards the ground. You could say right there, if there's any pain in your left knee or if it's off the ground, you could put a block underneath the knee so you have a little support. Don't want to feel anything in the knee at all. And... Right. From there, you can add on by bringing your right knee into the body to your left hand. And hold and breathe there. Shoulders and neck stay relaxed. You can emphasize this a little more by letting your right leg move slightly out to the right. and contracting the left glutes, the back of the left leg, to help open the front of the left leg. And we'll slowly release and switch legs. Same thing to the other side, right foot to the left hand. And again, let's check in. Is there any pain in the right knee? If there is, put a block under the knee. And then bring, if you want more, left knee into the body. And even a little bit over to the left to emphasize that stretch more. Again, you can contract the glutes, the right leg, contracting the glutes to help open the front of the leg. And slowly release. So we'll have an uh, option for this next thing here. We'll do one last pose before Shavasana. So 
Uh, first option is you could do legs up the wall and just uh, have your heels up to the wall. Or next option, you could have your legs elevated. So it's a little bit uh, smaller angle. You have the two blocks at the highest height and the bolster on top. So it creates like this bridge shape. And then you just have your back of your knees right up to the bolster and lay back from there. It kind of neutralizes the spine. Again, either do that one or have your legs up the wall and uh, within a foot or so of the wall. And wherever you're at, you could have your blanket on the waist for a little grounding or to cover up. You could have your sandbag on the waist for more grounding. When you have the legs up the wall, you just want to be within a foot or so. Not You don't have to be right against the wall, but you don't want to be too far away either. And then arms can be just relaxed beside you or cactus arms or goalpost, whatever feels comfortable. And just notice if there's any areas of tension that Anything that doesn't need to be tensed up right now that can relax. And feel that subtle pull of gravity that's always there to provide grounding and support. Now you can stay here just like this for the rest of the practice, the last five minutes or so. If you want to transition down to Shavasana, just laying on your back, you could do that. And of course, if you want to change later, you can do that too. 
We're just kind of giving you an idea of uh, time left, so do whatever feels right for you.
Now start to make small movements of the fingers and toes. Slowly start to transition. Eventually, slowly over to one side. And then back up to sitting. And we'll have a moment to close our practice in a comfortable seated posture. With the hands together at the heart. Bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.